Let's get nuts. Well, hello, everybody. What's happening? Welcome to Film Junkie Live on your Monday, your end of Monday, December 12th. How's everybody doing out there? Good, I hope. Make sure you guys subscribe. Hit that notification bell so you know when I'm doing this stuff. You know, it's always good to know when I'm, uh, you know, going live, just in case you don't realize that I do it at the same time all the time. You know, our other videos and everything, so. Anyways, what's happening, guys? Welcome. How's everybody doing? Hopefully you guys had a good weekend. Uh, hopefully everybody's doing good. Yep, let me get that going. All right, let's go to the chat here. Yes, subscribe, do all that. Oh, oh, turn that off. That's that little thing right there. Anyways, all right, how's everybody doing? We got Patrick right here. Why so serious? Love Pinocchio. The masterpiece better than Disney? Yeah, I have to watch it. Well, it's Del Toro, so definitely have to watch it for sure. Hi, honey bunny. Miss Nighthawk, how's it going? Sweetie Cakes? That's right. How's it going, Tet? Good to see ya. All right, we got James Gunn. You know, what do you say? James Gunn, keep Bat Ben Batman. Mobile. Yeah, okay. Yeah, we'll talk about that stuff. Pen, yeah. Well, there you go, Mr. Pal. Thank you for that. That's something different. What's going on, Mr. Lane, right here? That's right, Forza Morocco. That's right. Then they win. I don't follow the World Cup, but hey! I know the whole world does, because it's the World Cup. Literally the World Cup. You know, we have the World Series, but it's not really the world. You know, it doesn't really make sense. Eric Patterson, what's happening, buddy? Good to see you, good to see you, good to see you. All right, who else we got here? We got Miss Katz right here. Good to see you, as always. Miss Mama Film Junkie. All right, good to see you, Mom. Mama Film Junkie's here. Uh-oh. All of a sudden, Mate what's up, darling? You know, rest in peace, Snyderverse. What? What are you thinking right there? Oh, don't be the Debbie Downer right now. Let's not do that, please. Why? Why do you got to do that? Don't do that. Anyways, all right, we got Niner for life. Hey, your boy, uh, well, you went uh, quarterbacks. You went from pretty boy to pretty boy. <laughs> I need a rim shot um, drop. I just realized that. I wish I had one of those, you know? <laughs> yeah. Anyways, yeah, but... um. Oh, let me turn that back on. All right. But, yeah, so, uh, yeah, Niners, look at them. Look at that new quarterback, right? Fresh face. I think he's got a little pimple. He's got pimples on his face still. So, my God, so fresh-faced. All right, who else we got? We got Jason, Fear Jason here. I'm not sure where you are. Yeah, there you are. You're right there. Okay, good to see you. Amparo, that's right. It is Monday, so I got the Monday wine going right here. So, cheers. Mmm. Yeah, needed it after today. Today was like, ugh. Work's been a little, little hectic, a little hectic. But hey, let's not talk about, let's not talk about that. All right, we got Miss Rosemary here. Good to see ya. Good to see ya. Oh, shit, it just jumped on me right here. We got uh, Drink right here. Drink. Good to see ya. All right, who else we got? Who else we got? Uh, we got Mr. Brian right here, everyone. I uh, got some mushroom Swiss teriyaki burgers going on. Oh, there you go. Delicious. As long as there's no pineapple on those burgers, that's all I got to say. A G.I. Joe fan. I never really got into G.I. Joe's. I'm not going to lie. I It just never was. I don't know. I just never got into it. You know, I just really never got into G.I. Joe. But I'll still watch anything, you know, like, you know, I watch the live action versions and all that stuff. So what's going on? Stephanie T. Good to see you. Uh, have I been soft rebooted? No. Um I could probably say a bad joke right there, something else, but, uh, you know, I'm not going to. I'm going to take the uh, the higher route right there. So, anyways, uh, one thing I liked about Gunn's response to the THR piece is he specifically said good stories and respecting the characters are the most important in their decision-making, not the fans. Yeah, I mean, of course they're going to incorporate a little bit of the fans, but, you know, yeah. Now he's, uh, yeah, exactly. So that's good. That's good. Ew, no, 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 no. No pineapple on the pizza. You don't want to ruin your pizza. What are you doing? What are you doing? Nolan film's good. I'll watch. Well, it's Nolan, so I'm pretty sure it's going to be good right there. But, uh, you know, that's just me. That's just me. But anyways, guys, appreciate you clicking in. We got some things to talk about, of course, from the weekend. And, of course, you know, we're going to be talking about James Gunn, which is great. 
It's funny because when it comes to James Gunn, now anything he tweets that has to do with DC, anything DC, articles, YouTube videos, we're all going to be talking about it because that's just the power that he wields now. You know, it's the power that he wields. And they, and I've been saying it time and time again that he should utilize that power. Very much so. Because that's not what Marvel has. That's not what Marvel has. Of course, they don't need it right now. But, at, you know, and when, when Marvel Studios was coming about, of course, they didn't really need it. But Kevin Feige doesn't have that power. And, you know, when it comes to Marvel Studios, it's, you know, it's time for... It's time for a change, a shifting of which uh, which one's going to be doing better than the other. I don't know. That's what I'm trying to. That's what I'm just hoping for. And I've been hoping for that little shift, you know, that change, that shift into, hey, maybe DC is going to finally start going. But still got a ways to do. Still got a ways to go when it comes to that. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. But uh, you know, he's uh, he's uh, you know he's. Uh, Talked about some stuff, even uh, called out some, uh, you know, B -b bullshit. Apparently, you know, so that's good. I mean, that's 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 what we want from James Gunn when he's on social media. We want him to do all that stuff. So, anyways, guys, I'm rambling, as I usually do. So, uh, I should get to these tweets. Huh? Let's start off with the tweets. I know, and we're starting off with something just kind of dumb right here too. So, all right, let's get to the tweets. Okay, so. When it comes to the tweets, hold on a sec. Let me make sure. Okay, we're good. All right, we're good. So, again, you know, when it comes to tweets and everything like that, it's like, all right, um, somebody sent me this, and I'm like, no, 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 no. Uh, there's already, like, petitions and whatnot for James Gunn to be fired. And even there's hashtags, fire James Gunn, all that stuff. And, uh, yes, these petitions do not work, people, you know, don't do it. It's really stupid. Just stop it. Just really just uh, just stop it. Just stop it. OK, it's just really dumb. I don't know why people. But hey, I got this sent to me and I'm like, stop it. Stop it. These petitions. I tell you what, just just stop it. Just stop it. Just stop it. OK, and then we got this Batman uh, Returns art right here. This poster looks pretty damn badass. I love this. This is from John Dunn right here. Look at that. That's a good little. Uh, I like how everything kind of melds together like that. Oh, looks pretty good. I like that. And yes, Batman Returns is, in fact, a Christmas movie. I don't care what anybody says. It's a Christmas movie. It definitely is. OK, Settled. And then speaking of art, we got Aaron Bailey right here. Uh, he created this right here, some Henry Cavill Superman-ness. Looking good. Looking good. That's right. That's Farmer's Dream is all some people have. That's all that gives them hope. Henry Cavill's future up in the air. Yeah, of course, everybody's kind of wondering, like, what the hell's going on? We got a new Dungeons & Dragons uh, Honor Among Thieves poster right here that a little bit better than the floating heads poster but still yeah still not that great but hey what can he do ray fisher throwing a little shade maybe uh, you know posting this on twitter that he's listening to the crew at war power from of course junkie xl i think he's throwing a little shade with all the recent stuff that's been happening you know especially talking about reboots and whatnot and yes guys i put some uh, stuff on patreon you know, put a self-pod on there, exclusive, posting all that stuff. And then we got some more art. This is from Lyle Cruz right here, Batman Returns, because, yes, it is a Christmas movie, and it's pretty cool. I like that art. Oh, look at this, Dwayne Johnson saying, it's all noise. It's all noise. That's what he's saying right there, that it's all noise. <laughs> yeah, he's just like, nope, nope, don't listen to anything. But again, we'll be talking about one specific thing when it comes to um, Black Adam in the box office because eh, it's a little interesting. It definitely is a little interesting. So, and then of course, you know, we I already did a video talking about the response of uh, James Gunn to the THR article and everything. So that's always good. And then, hey, more art right here from Alessandro, Mister Mask of Shy, Nightmare, uh, Black Adam versus Anti Life, Superman. Look at that. That's pretty cool like that stuff look at the bottom of his it looks like he has eyeballs under his feet on the sole of his boots man pretty crazy pretty crazy james cameron throwing some more shade at marvel because why not and it's james cameron he said uh right here when it comes to marvel's vfx he said uh ilm does great work but when it comes to emotive facial stuff thanos come on 
Give me a break. You saw Avatar The Way of the Water? It's not even close. So throw in a little shade, because I will say, when it comes to Thanos and the, the facial capture that they did, I thought it's pretty good. When you watch Infinity War, it's pretty good CGI. It is, like, probably, you know, top-notch, I would say. But let's face it, James Cameron, it's... Something a little different what he's doing. I don't know. It's I'm 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 ready to be amazed. I mean, I'm already amazed by some of the visuals that you see in the trailers for Avatar, for sure. But yeah, he's just throwing shade all over the place. He definitely is, which I love. You gotta do that. You gotta throw that shade all over the place. Why not? There's nothing wrong with that because it's James Cameron. It's James Cameron and he threw he should throw shade. Nothing wrong. But then again. I still wonder, has he seen, he's talked about Zack Snyder, has he seen Zack Snyder's Justice League when it comes to Steppenwolf, when it comes to that, and when it comes to Darkseid, when it comes to that, would he throw shade at that? That's what I kind of wonder. You know, anytime that you have these directors talking about the Marvel machine, they're always talking about the Marvel machine, but they never talk about the Zack Snyder machine, right? Isn't that true? They never talk about that. You never hear anything about Zack Snyder's superhero movies. Kind of makes you wonder. Kind of makes you wonder because obviously Zack Snyder takes pride in his VFX guys, take pride in that artiste that they put in, that, 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 that time that they put into their work. I mean, let's face it, when it comes to Steppenwolf and, um, and Darkseid, it all looks absolutely fantastic. So it makes you wonder, why, why aren't these people asking about that? I wish they would ask about that and not just ask about the Marvel machine. That'd be great. That would be great. And then, of course, Deadline came back with an article after uh, the THR article, which uh, I retweeted, and it's talking about all this stuff. You know, it's just, again, when it comes to Deadline, what I've always said, when it comes to Warner Brothers Discovery, they utilize Deadline. Everybody else is going to be utilizing THR and Variety and all that stuff. And when it came to that THR article, obviously, there's everybody was kind of scratching their heads going like, all right, you know, is this from the old regime? Did they contact them and give them some of this information? Walter Hamada and Sarnoff, Toby Emmerich, were they like uh, the ones feeding them that information? Most likely uh, the case. I would not be surprised at all. So, and here you go, Freddie, uh, Freddie right here. There's me as Freddie. If you wanted to see what I'd look like as Freddie, there he is. Thank you for your Jason for that one. Mm, excuse me. Ah, this is pretty funny, putting uh, <laughs> Paddington <laughs> into the movie. He photoshops Paddington. That's a 640th one. I just thought that was hilarious. Made me laugh. Definitely made me laugh. And then I'm sure you guys saw this. Kevin Conroy is voicing Batman in Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League. That's great. So we get to hear Kevin Conroy's voice one more time, and they release a, uh, a clip from it. And absolutely fantastic. That's great. Uh, we got some more from Project Justice League right here. That's right. Uh, Nicotina, Mr. Nicotina posting some more stuff from Project Justice League that we're looking forward to. We're looking forward to the ultimate edition of part one and part two together. The final chapter, all that stuff. So good job. Good job. Good job. As always. As always. Absolutely fantastic. Can't wait to see it. So, all right. Everybody, everybody hush now. Okay. We're good. We're good. Um, so that that's looking good. Hey, we got David. We got David Ayer again. You know, being the ultimate, um, <laughs> the ultimate James Gunn stan. And of course, this does not make people happy. Some people in the fandom not happy, but yeah, David Ayer, of course, quote tweeted uh, James Gunn's tweets when it came to the whole thing, and he said, "Trust your instincts. You got this." So cheering him on, cheering him on for sure. We got the American Film Institute has chosen their top films of 2022. Avatar, The Way of the Water, which we have not seen yet. Some people have. Elvis, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Yes. The Fablemans, which I have to see before I do my top 10 because I have a feeling it might be in it. Nope, which I loved. She said, Tar, Top Gun Maverick, The Woman King, and Women Talking. So there you go. There's the top uh, top films of 2022, according to the American Film Institute right there. Fantastic. Love it. 
Absolutely love it. And then look at this. All right, so Zack Snyder, he just continues to be just awesome right here. Um, he posted this on Twitter saying, Wolves are being slaughtered across the country at an alarming rate and in unimaginable ways. These highly intelligent, sentient beings are crucial to a healthy ecosystem and need protection. So listen to this right here. Hey, guys, we're here at Apex Protection Project with Zach and Sophia. And Zach's trying to help us out with our fundraising today, right, it, Zach? It's super important because um, these amazing animals need land, uh, you know, to thrive and to, you know, so many need rescuing. And uh, here at Apex, they're doing such an amazing, amazing work. And wolves are so important, you know, to the ecosystem yeah, but, and wolf dogs. Yeah, but don't turn your back on know, them. need rescuing all the time. And it's, it's through this amazing work that these guys are able to, to do that. So... We're really excited to try and help them out in any way we can. And I know also that we're going to try and post the socials, the Instagram and the TikTok so that you guys can, you know, see what they're up to here because it's amazing. And um, also we're trying to raise money. So that's really important, you know, to, like I say, to get this more land, the more um, animals that can be helped. Thanks. So join us at our live telethon on the 10th of December. We're going to go from 9 to 5. We're going to be live on TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook. Please join us. There you go. Good cause, good cause. But, man, I would say that if a wolf was around me, I would be a little wary. Just saying, no, it's a good cause, and I totally get it, ecosystem and everything like that. But, man... I mean, these, these wolves look absolutely gorgeous. I would love to pet one, but you could totally tell that there was, you know, when the wolf was like right behind them, they're, you know, you're looking, you're looking because they're still wolves. All right. I mean, they're still wolves. That's just, uh, that's what I noticed about the video right there. I'm like, holy shit, actual wolves, man, watch out. But you know, they're pretty docile. I mean, I think, uh, especially the ones that they utilize for Rebel Moon, I'm sure they're fine. I'm sure they're good. But man, I was just like, yeah, yeah, don't turn your back. Don't turn your back on them. But for the most part, they are gorgeous creatures, absolutely gorgeous creatures. Those wolves. We got Alex Ross right here and, uh, you know, posting some, hey, look at that. He's posting some unbreakable content right there. That's pretty cool. Like that. Like that. All right, what else we got here? Of course, we got David F. Sandberg just being awesome and, uh, you know, protect this man at all costs. I wish there were more articles and discussions about my favorite subject, DC Films. Would be fun to hear about rumors, speculations, and et cetera. And then, of course, he posted this right here. <laughs> Jeez. Ah, I love David Sandberg. He's just so, he's so good. He's so, he's just great. Just great. Hey, Mr. Cakes Comics posted this right here. Jingle bells, Batman smells. And, of course, we got Joker riding a rocket that is in the shape of a Christmas tree, which was the second episode that I think we reviewed when it came to Batman the Animated Series on Batman the Fanimated Stream. So that's pretty cool. All right. More David F. Sandberg stuff, vodka stream stuff. Hey, here's a cool little poster right here from uh, Richard Davies. Look at that. The Batman poster right there. It's something I would like to have on my wall. That looks pretty sweet. We also got one right here. This is from the same now. This is from Turks Works. This time we got Bale's Batman on his bike. That looks pretty damn cool. We got James Gunn celebrating uh, Superman premiered 44 years ago today, which was on December 10th. Two days ago, so happy anniversary to Superman, the Donner Superman, of course. James Cameron's Avatar Way of the Water is projected to earn 185 to $205 million in China. That's right. China accepted uh, the blue people. What's going on with that? Yeah. Sorry. I... Always bust out the uh, the Trump impression when I say China. Um, but yes, according to uh, Fran's speech right here, this is what's going on. So I don't know. I am very curious. When it comes to box office in Avatar The Way of the Water, I mean, everybody's going to be looking at that thing. We all know that the budget was super high, and they just gave it to them. And we're all just kind of wondering, after this many years of of not having any Avatar to having Avatar, is it going to make a, uh, well, pardon the pun, a splash when it comes to the box office, the worldwide box office. Everybody's going to be looking at that opening weekend, and apparently when it comes to uh, China, that uh, 185 to 205 projected for just China alone. So we'll see what happens when it comes to this whole thing. I think 
you know, the people that are rooting against it are, you know, they're, do I think it's going to make $2 billion? I don't think it's going to make $2 billion, but then again, could be wrong. Do I think it could make a billion dollars? Absolutely. I think it could make a billion dollars because it's, it's again, when it comes to the first avatar, it was a cinematic experience. Okay. We had another cinematic experience this year, which was Top Gun Maverick. And that crossed a billion dollars uh, fairly easy. And I'm just kind of wondering like, okay, if this has the same word of mouth of that cinematic experience, I think it could easily pass a billion dollars. I just don't know if it'll make two. I don't think it'll actually make $2 billion. So anyways, what else we got? Of course, did you guys see this? I did a short video about it uh, on Saturday, but there we go. We got our first official image of Hawking Phoenix, Arthur Fleck, in Joker 2, or Joker fly a oh, I always say that wrong. My French is terrible. Um, but yes, Todd Phillips took to, uh, I think, Instagram, it looks like, and posted this very first image of, uh, of, of Phoenix. My God, this movie's going to be pretty dark. This movie's going to be, I mean, how are we feeling about this, huh? Are we feeling, uh, are we feeling like, I know, like I've said many times that the Joker did not need a sequel, I still think that's to a point, but at the same time, when I heard that, oh, he's going to take it to the point where it's going to be a musical, and then you get Lady Gaga involved and everything, so it's just, um, yeah, it's just pretty crazy, Joker getting this, uh, getting his brush shaved next, yeah, right? Oh, jeez, that's pretty creepy. Yeah, Joker 2, let's go. I think a lot of people are just kind of uh, pretty excited for it. I mean, I think we're going to get, I don't know if the next image is going to be of Lady Gaga's Harley Quinn. Hopefully will, but I mean, just looking at this, it looks like Joaquin Phoenix got back on that crazy diet, and he looks uh, thinner and skinnier, which, man, that guy's going to, I mean, guys, actors, when they go up and down in their weight, that's got to really affect their health. I don't think he looks as skinny, which maybe that's what they're going for. It's like, yeah, he lost a little weight, but he's not as skinny as he was in the first one. That was one of the things that I was noticing about it. Obviously, he's got some um, scrapes or some, you know, whatever on his arms and all this stuff. And uh, obviously, being an Arkham, he, you know, they have to force him to shave. But he looks like he's not present. He definitely looks like he's not present, like he's off in his own little world. And that could be what leads to the whole musical thing when it comes to, because obviously that's going to be mainly in his head, right? So... Pretty interesting, so I'm looking forward to see what Todd Phillips posts next. I'm hoping, I mean, obviously when he posts Lady Gaga's Harley Quinn, that's going to be, that's going to blow up the internet. So, there we go. He should have tattoos. Oh, okay, I see what you're saying there, Jesse. All right, what else we got here? What else? All right, Sunday morning, that's pretty cool. Some more Alex Ross stuff. Hey, we got the uh, stunt team for Rebel Moon right here. Posting, uh, posting, uh, posing, I should say, in front of, uh, in front of the Hollywood uh, sign right there. This is pretty cool. I love those shirts. We got this guy in a mocap pajamas right here. That's cool. Rebel Moon Stunt Team. United We Stand. Look at this poster. Pretty cool. United We Stand. Zack Snyder's Justice League, of course. And then I posted this tweet right here. I said, I see we are at that time where studios start submitting their big movies for Oscar consideration for everything up to Best Picture. And we all comment how crazy it is. And it's like it's a new thing. Yeah, I saw a lot of people. I saw the tweet, guys. I saw the tweet where Marvel Studios is planning on, of course, submitting Thor Love and Thunder for all the things, everything's all the way up to best picture. And everybody was like, are you serious? It's like, yeah, but they all do this. This is not anything new. You know, obviously you guys know how much I freaking hate that movie. I hate that movie. I really do. It's a, it's a piece of shit, but this is what they always do. I don't think they actually think that it's going to get a best picture nomination, but it, you know, I would not be surprised if it got some kind of visual effects, fucking some stupid thing. I don't know. I don't even think the visual effects were that great. Some of it maybe was fine, but yeah, most of the time it's just like, yeah. but I don't know. Who knows? Maybe it won't get anything. Hopefully it won't. But I mean, that's just what all the studios do with their big movies for sure. Right? Absolutely. Hey, look at this. Robert Downey Jr. right there. First look at him in Oppenheimer. Yeah, that's right. Total Film had the exclusive. 
Exclusiva! When it came to these images right here, so that's pretty cool. We got more of them right here. Oppenheimer. Um, so we got, you know, pretty much. I mean, it's going to be an interesting movie. It's going to be, and of course, we're going to talk about a certain aspect of it. So I just, it's crazy. I like, okay, so we have a black and white right here, and then all of a sudden we got colored images. So, so I'm like, is it in black and white or is it not? Emily Blunt right there. So that's uh, should be interesting. And then, of course, speaking of uh, Project uh, Justice League UE, uh, Ultimate Edition again, that's coming out on Christmas Day. We got another image right here from Nico Bramza showing the Ultimate Cut, the Ultimate Edition. What, which one is it? The Ultimate Cut or the Ultimate Edition there, Nick? Nicotina. Is it UE or UC? You got to make up your mind. But, yeah, you got uh, right here. You got some, um, you know, a pretty good, uh, some pretty good art right there. I like it. I like it. I like it a lot. All right, talk about that some more. We got Austin Butler right here. Just in general terms, talking about can you just tell uh, me, like, when he got cast in Dune like, did you, Part did you Two. Did you have to audition, uh, or did um, uh, you know miraculously no? I I uh, I just uh, Denis was in town. I was in LA at the time, and and uh, and Denis just Denny. asked Denny. me for coffee. Denny? So we met. We Dennis. met for coffee, and, and we really hit it off, and we. Uh, we just talked a lot about how we like to work, you know, and, and um, talked about the, you know, the, the part and how I, I would approach it and that sort of thing. And, um, and then he said, you know, I'm going to dream on this. And then, and then he called me a week later and he said, I, I would love for He's you going to, to join dream me on, on this. Um, so <laughs> that's that was, pretty, uh, uh, that's yeah, a good, no, interesting. Moments, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, so there you go. Can you say anything about what the prep was, like what the approach was? Yeah, we don't need to hear about more of that. Of course, that's from the the, the happy, sad, pod, uh, and confused podcast right there. So yeah, just basically talking about how we got the role, and you know they hit it off and everything like that. And uh, yeah, so there you go. That's how Elvis ended up in uh, Dune Part Two. That's right. And then we got another. Sh we got a shot of uh, the master right here, Mr. Christopher Nolan. Shooting, of course, uh, when it comes to Oppenheimer, so that's pretty cool. Uh, we got these two right here. We got the Penguin and the Joker right here taking a picture together, you know, from the Banshees. Of course, they got golden, you know, the Golden Globe nominations, so that's cool. And then, of course, we have another uh, clip from the Variety interview uh, with Adam Sandler and Brandon Fraser. And uh, yes, I would love to have Arrowheads, uh, Arrowheads, Airheads too, because I love the movie Airheads that had Brandon Fraser and. Uh, and uh, uh, Adam Sandler and Steve Buscemi, love that movie. It's one of those movies that me and uh, my buddy, uh, one of my good friends can quote for days, but yeah, they talked about this. Ladies and gentlemen, Brendan Fraser. How do you say it now? Like, I'm gonna say Fraser anyway. Let me say Fraser. But I don't want it. Nobody's ever got my name. Brendan Fraser! See, it didn't sound right. It felt good though. Ladies and gentlemen. Brendan Fraser had a hoo, had a hoo. Yeah, I know. It's good stuff. I'm glad that they paired those two together. So great. So great. Hey, you want some Blue Beetle-ness? Who's, who's craving some Blue Beetle synopsis, huh? We got some movie synopsis when it comes to Jaime and everything that's happening. So I um, um, got this article right here from uh, comicbookmovie.com. Blue Beetle was originally going to be one of the lower-budgeted DC movies developed exclusively for HBO Max, which they're, like, getting rid of a lot of things right now again. Joining Batgirl and planned features for uh, characters like, uh, you know, obviously Zatanna and uh, Black Canary and all of them right there. But, um, yeah, they talked about it here. Recent college grad Jaime Reyes returns home full of aspirations from his future only to find that home is not quite how he left it as he searches to find his purpose in the world fate intervenes when jaime unexpectedly finds himself in possession of an ancient relic of an alien biotechnology the scarab when the scarab suddenly chooses jaime to be his be its symbolic uh symbi symbiotic that's right, symbiotic host. He is uh, bestowed with an incredible suit of armor capable of extraordinary and unpredictable powers, forever changing his destiny And as he becomes the superhero Blue Beetle. So there you go right there. Pretty much what we kind of knew. <laughs> I think we could, we could kind of guess what the synopsis is if you're even somewhat familiar with Blue Beetle. But hey, 
you know, at least there's something, I guess you could say, in writing. The Superhero Blue Beetle. Yes. Cool. Still looking forward to it. Absolutely. I am. I think I hope it's going to be a sleeper hit. That's what I hope. And then we got a shot of Spider-Gwen from uh, Across the Spider-Verse. That's pretty cool. And uh, apparently when it comes to Dune Part 2, hey, it's a wrap. Look at that. This is from uh, Timothy Chalamet posting this right here, saying, that, yes, they have wrapped Dune Part 2, principal photography right there. So, I mean, obviously they probably got to do some pickups eventually or whatever, maybe, who knows. But, uh, yeah, it's wrapped. I mean, that seemed like that seemed like it went quick. I don't know. That's pretty cool, though. So Dune Part 2 has wrapped. Looking forward to it. Let's get that first teaser trailer. Probably won't get it for a few months still, but, hey, uh, very much looking forward to it. And, uh, Timothy, I'm still telling you, eat a sandwich, huh? Eat a sandwich. Uh, and then, uh, an exclusive behind the scenes look at mission impossible dead reckoning. Part one will, uh, be in, uh, IMAX screens this weekend. So if you're seeing anything in IMAX over the weekend, you're going to have an exclusive behind the scenes. Look at mission impossible dead reckoning. Good stuff. So, uh, yeah, there's that. And then uh, what else we got? We got Emily Blunt right here. Jokes about Tom Cruise telling her to stop whining about her Edge of Tomorrow costume. Apparently, this is uh, right here. This shows you that um, Tom Cruise doesn't fuck around, right? She uh, said right here, quote, He just stared at me for a long time, not knowing what to do. And he goes, come on, stop being such a pussy, okay? Wow. Look at that. You're canceled, Tom Cruise. How dare you tell that to a woman? No. You know, sometimes you got to say that. You got to say some stuff like, hey, yeah, we get it. The costumes suck, but you got to bear with it. So he just said, stop being a pussy, okay? That's pretty funny. I hope that's true. I really hope that's true. And yeah, speaking of HBO Max, Minx, which I actually watched the first season, enjoyed it. Interesting concept. A lot of dong, of course, because it has to do with Playgirl. But uh, yeah, it was canceled by HBO Max despite season two almost being finished. Season one is also reportedly being taken off HBO Max. Yeah. Not sure what's going on with that. But uh, yes, I did watch Minx and I thought it was interesting. It's good. Um, but yeah. Yeah, it's about the whole, like, uh, how Playgirl became a whole thing. And uh, not a bad little series. And, uh, yeah, just be prepared to see a lot of dong, for sure. Anyways, moving on. Phil Lord, Chris Miller, and Haley Steinfeld hot, 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 uh, will host a an Across the Spider-Verse trailer, af uh, trailer after party tomorrow where they discuss uh, new details about the film. So Questions this and is reveal what they had to say right here. We'll go ahead and play this. Hey, I'm Haley Steinfeld. I'm Phil Lord. And I'm Chris Miller. We are having a party and you are invited. Join us for the official Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse trailer YouTube after party. We're gonna be talking about the trailer. We're gonna be answering some of your questions <laughs> and revealing new details about the movie. Tune in on Tuesday, December 13th on YouTube Premium. Ah, YouTube Premium, how dare you? I do like the fact that they're wearing Miles Morales sneakers though. That's pretty cool. I like that. I like that little detail. And yes, Westworld and the Nevers are being removed from HBO Max, apparently. I don't know where they're going to end up, but hey, I'm just going, okay, Zaslav and crew, whatever you guys want to do, whatever you're trying to do to save some money, I get it. Uh, Jonathan Majors says his favorite MCU film is Iron Man, so that's good because that is one of the best. We got David Ayer posting uh, an awesome shot from the desert like that. Colin Farrell is getting ready to play the Penguin in the Batman uh, spinoff soon. I hope I'm going to play Penguin for television in February or March, so I'll be employed. He was interviewed by Jamie Lee Curtis on the Variety thing, so that's pretty cool. And then, hey, guys, 63% off right now. Um, if you go to my Twitter, I didn't post the link down below. I meant to, but uh, if you go to my Twitter, you can actually, uh, yeah, you get the complete Batman the Animated Series on Blu-ray for about, what, 28 bucks, 29 bucks. So do it. Physical media right there. Do it. Why not? It's uh, on sale right now, of course, for the holiday season, I'm sure. So, But there you go, guys. There's the tweets right there. All right. Okay, let's go ahead and get to uh, the topics at hand. Let's talk about this one first. Let's talk about some James Gunn. So James Gunn, and again, like I said at the opening of the, of the show today, it's just like, you know, this is what this is. This is what she, this is good. 
I keep on saying this is good. I mean, obviously, it's like I, I don't need James Gunn to uh, update us every day when it comes to what's going on in, with DC Studios and the DCU Bible. You know, I don't need I don't need uh, constant updates, but I do like the fact that he can go online and debunk some things and say all this and what on and blah, 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 blah. And uh, one of the things that um, a lot of people were talking about this weekend was, well, I mean, uh, Den of Nerds, the, the dude from Den of Nerds decided to tweet out for some reason. I don't know why, but, you know, I don't understand when it comes to people tweeting certain things. Anyways, I'm like, hey, eh, you should have kept that in the drafts. Maybe you should have checked that. You just should have kept that in the drafts. I'm just saying that that's what I probably would have did. I don't know. I think you just would have. Because then, you know, especially if you're saying like something like that, you just never know what's going to happen. And then James Gunn came on and, you know, just totally just, uh, you know, had an exchange. But he said basically that James Gunn doesn't like Henry Cavill. That was one of the first things. Uh, you know, that a lot of people were talking about and, uh, you know, posting. And it was just interesting to see all that because, of course, then you get pushed, then you start pushing back. And I was just kind of going like, what the hell is this? You know, and I know he like did a video and then he did a stream about it. And he even said he took some L's, which I'm like, good, cool. At least, you know, you took a little bit of an L when it came to that. That's totally fine. I get that. That I'm glad that he uh, owned up to it. But then at the same time, I'm like, well, this is what these guys do. You know, obviously he heard something, you know, he was told something. He was told that, oh, yeah, James Gunn doesn't like Henry Cavill. And uh, and then, of course, somebody was like tagging tag James Gunn and basically said, like, hey, is this true? And of course, he said, OK. Of course, it's not true. And then, uh, you know, talked about how he likes Ben Affleck's Batman also. So, I mean, there's the way you got to look at all this stuff. It's like, first off, obviously, when it comes to the Den of Nerds, dude, he was trying to, you know, put something out there that he heard because that's part of what he does. Sure. And then, of course, when James Gunn pushed back on it, I mean, it got a little ugly. It definitely did. And of course, we'll uh, we'll go to some of that right here, um, which was um, pretty funny. But um you know, it's just that's part of the brand, I guess you could say. And then, of course, you create content from from all that back and forth. I mean, obviously, when that was all happening, he was probably like, yay, I can make some content on this. That's why they do it. So that's why I'm kind of like, eh, James, you could have just said the one thing and then that's it. And then, of course, James Gunn actually responded again and threw some shade big time at the guy. But um, so it was just that was kind of interesting. So um, let's see. Let me go. I mean, we'll just go through uh, James Gunn's responses right here. Mm, let's see. OK, so, yeah, we'll start right with some stuff right here. So. All right. Here we go. So here's James Gunn and uh, exclusive. Oops. Well, it's not an exclusive. I didn't mean to have that on right there. My bad. All right, it's off now. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's an exclusive on James Gunn's Twitter, right? So, okay. So, uh, let's see. What are you trying to say? I know. So, obviously, when people are like, what are you trying to say when it comes to him talking about that? He goes, I'm trying to say it's the 44th anniversary of the premiere of the Superman, uh, of Superman, which is a great movie. That's it. So, he was definitely responding. And then, of course, uh, he said right here when it, okay, so somebody was actually talking about, um, you know, certain things. And uh, another thing that he actually talked about, too, was, uh, yes, of course, Superman's a huge priority. He said, of course, Superman is a huge priority, if not the biggest, which that was nice to see because what have we what have we been saying on the Vodka stream? What have I been saying? What have a lot of people been saying when we talk about this? You have to have you have to get Superman's house in order. You have to get his house in order if you're going to try to be do something with this universe. And you know, as far as we could tell, the house is getting an order. We got Henry Cavill back. But of course, there was some nervousness when it came to that THR article that was like, all right, is he actually back? Did he get the deal? Where's the deal happening? And I keep on saying, well, they have to figure out where he's going to be placed before they can give him his deal to be Superman, because obviously he's going to be in multiple, multiple movies. Right now, it's like cameo and Black Adam cameo in the flash that's all he's got right now but hopefully they could work something out where they could figure out where exactly to put him and hopefully henry cavill and his people don't get impatient but i like the fact that he said is a huge priority if not the biggest the biggest priority as it should be it should be the biggest priority why not so i'm glad that he said that 
And then somebody said, what about the almighty Ryan Reynolds Green Lantern? And he said, that's not a priority for me and even much less for one for uh, Ryan Reynolds, of course. And then somebody responded, he was going to come back for Zack Snyder, just saying. And then James Gunn said he wasn't. And it was funny because I got this sent to me, too. It was like, wait a minute. I thought, it's like, no, we got to remember, what did Zack Snyder say? What did Zack Snyder say when he was talking about Ryan Reynolds? Because it was like one of those things where, you know, we were always, st- I heard for like a while ago that there was always like, hey, there's always a possibility of Ryan Reynolds coming back and Zack wanting to have Ryan Reynolds be his, uh, his Hal Jordan. And it was kind of funny because, you know, when you see that, it's like, okay. But when you actually go back to the times that he was interviewed about it, it's like it was always... Zack Snyder said that if he were to have a Hal Jordan, he was like totally considered considering bringing Ryan Reynolds back. I mean, obviously his Green Lantern was always a John Stewart Green Lantern, Wayne T. Carr, his Green Lantern, all that stuff. But there's going to be a Hal Jordan with that. There's always that possibility. And apparently, you know, from what I heard, even back then, it was like Ryan Reynolds was interested in trying it again. And there was always a thing, but it just never came to fruition. It never... You know, they never had talks about it or anything like that. So, um, but yeah, that was pretty funny right there. Ah, crap. Ah, I just lost my place. Damn it. So, sorry about that, guys. Let me uh, try this again. James Gunn, let's go back. Okay, I went back too far. Okay, so obviously talking about that, important. All right, here we go. So, what are you trying to say? Green Lantern content. Well, at least James Gunn actually said, what about Green Lantern content? Yes, he did. He said that it's Green Lantern content. And then, of course, this is the whole like uh, little thing right here with Den of Nerds. James Gunn does not like Henry Cavill. He said, sure, false. And then um, and then uh, and then, of course, because uh, like re- even more people have reached out to me since uh, since you said this uh, to tell me you don't really like him. Just saying what I heard. It's just funny because you're going to tell somebody publicly like that. And then, of course, James Gunn said, so weird. You seemed so plugged in. Anyway, I just had 40 people reach 40. Notice that he said 40, guys. He's part of the 40 club. I just uh, had 40, uh, 40 people reach out to me to say you just got kicked out of your mom's basement. So sorry, man. So, yeah, did the basement thing. So that was pretty funny. Um <laughs> It was pretty interesting to see that back and forth. Uh, and then, of course, yeah, somebody tagged me on this, and I was just like, it's on the Internet, so it must be true, right? Um, yeah. And, like, you know, did, do you really think that James Gunn was going to be like, when somebody tagged him, he goes, oh, yeah, sure, I'll address that. Yeah, I don't like Henry Cavill. Yeah, that would make a whole lot of sense. Not like he was actually going to agree to it. Did we all think he was going to agree to it? No. <laughs> it's just funny. Of course, he wasn't going to actually agree to it, but, you know, what can he do? People are weird. Uh, of course, I remember hanging out with uh, Aldous Hodge right here. So there's a picture with, uh, you know, he's got a picture in of, uh, of course, a uh, Hawkman right there. So that's pretty interesting. You know, talking about that, because, again, we're kind of wondering why James Gunn has not mentioned anything about Black Adam. You know, we're still kind of wondering about that. So... It's good stuff. Uh, let's see. Imagine being a teenager, blah, blah, blah. Okay, so he's talking about that. And then somebody right here said, you're doing so much for Z-list, Z-list characters. Still, this uh, man isn't included. Why, Mr. Gunn? Why? People want wants to know. I haven't even been on the job a month. So, yeah, he was just basically responding to a lot of that. A lot of this stuff, so... You know, which is good. Nothing wrong with that. He takes a little stroll through Twitter and all that, praises a lot of the stuff, you know, responds to people. Nothing wrong with that. He said, Jim Lee and I saw Superman in the same theater when it opened. Maybe we were in the same showing. Who knows? That could have been a possibility. He said, why do my friends and I look like the Justice League? He said, perfect. So, yeah, just responding to all that. Everything. James Gunn right there. Yeah, it's all good. But the fact of the matter is the biggest thing was the fact that he said biggest, if not the biggest priority is Superman, which we all have been talking about forever. And I just hope that everything just like kind of, you know, and, and from what I gathered, you know, if if in fact 
he and Peter Saffron are meeting with Zaslav to show off the Bible and show off what they've been working on and everything. Hopefully right after that, when they, because I'm sure when it comes to the Bible, Superman is like, where do you play Superman? Where do you put Superman? Where, where, where? They're probably trying to figure that out first before they try to figure out other things. Just so they can go, all right, we, you know, Cavill's not going to wait forever. I mean, obviously he's been waiting a long time and it just seemed like it wasn't going to happen. And then all of a sudden the window came where he can come back, obviously done with the Witcher. So he's got some time now. So you better nail him down, nail him down because the demand is there. We need, you know, we want Cavill to be Superman and to play Superman for the next 10 years. So hopefully they figure out exactly where Superman is so then Cavill can get his deal and we can all be yay. And hopefully they release some kind of information. Deadline hopefully releases an article that says the deal has been closed. Henry Cavill is going to be Superman for the next 10 years. And we can all just celebrate and rejoice. And all of us could be absolutely happy and just yay. Yes. So we're good. Hopefully. But we got to be patient. We still got to be patient when it comes to that so but entertainment it's entertainment when it comes to uh james gunn on twitter that's for sure black adam okay so now we're going back and forth when it comes to black adam's box office okay and this is one of those things where you just like was it you know a success or was it not um i don't think it's a bomb. I never, you know, 384 million, 88 million, whatever the hell it is right now. Not a bomb, but not quite successful. You know, and I kind of said that about Shazam. Shazam was kind of the same way, but Shazam had a cheaper budget. Black Adam, not so much. But um, somebody from Pike, I think it was Pike News, was basically talking about, commenting about, um, basically talking about the different the, the things that were released when it came to the Black Adam box office numbers because we heard it was going to lose 50 to 100 million dollars and then all of a sudden, you know, Dwayne Johnson promotes the deadline article that says, "Oh, no, no, it's actually going to get about 52 to 72 million dollars profit." And uh, it was all very interesting. So, uh, this article right here from the direct, which is uh, of course sourcing the the uh, the source, well, of course, the source a report on an earlier this month slated that um, stated that the the film would lose, of course, uh, fifty to one hundred million in response. Another report was released to Deadline, which Johnson quickly supported in an effort to assure people that the movie would turn a profit. So it was conflicting. But when it comes to Puck's Matt Bellani, Bellani. If I'm saying that name right, revealed in a newsletter that team that team Dwayne Johnson leaked the story to Deadline, according to the several Warner's executives. So, of course, you got to take this with a grain of salt. Who knows? But uh, the report, which Bellani called filled with false assumptions, indicated Black Adam is turning a profit and all that. Everything we already talked about that. Bologna, Bologna, is it Bologna? Bologna uh, went on the call that uh, went. On to call this one of the sillier trade stories of all time and doubts that the film will reach the home entertainment numbers Johnson is expecting. The industry insider also shared his belief that the $100 million global marketing figure provided was misleading. So he's saying both misleading. He finalizes his Black Adam discussion with the fact that nearly all movies of this size will ultimately pencil out it's considered a worthwhile movie. So eventually, you know, basically saying like over time, it works out. But as of right now, it didn't get a profit. Okay. Sorry. It didn't get a profit. I heard, I've, I've, I was hearing that. Yes, it wasn't. But at the same time, they lie. They just lie. We've heard many times just lies, just full of lies. They just Put out shit and be like, yeah, it's good. We did a good job. We're crying on the inside, but it's good. You know, but they all lie. Even Marvel lies. Disney lies. They're all freaking lie about movies. And you just never know. We're never going to fully know how much money went into a movie. I mean, there's so much things that have to happen and they're just trying to turn a profit. Of course, that's always the goal, but you just never know just exactly how much. You always hear about the principal, you know, the actual production budget. And then, of course, there's the marketing budget. But then you got reshoots and then you got all this other stuff. You just never know. 
Uh, as Milani sarcastically wrote, uh, this kind of stuff doesn't happen at Marvel. Yes, it does! Yes, it does. That's where I push back on his report, because it absolutely fucking does. It does go back to that. So I'm just saying, you know. No! It does happen at Marvel, too. Don't even say that it doesn't, okay? I see where you... Black Adam was never going to be significant of a hit among fans as a typical MCU film, despite The Rock's direct comparison to yeah, Captain America, the first Avenger. That was a little weird when it came to that, so... But yeah, all, that's all I'm saying, guys, is like... Yeah, it just, this stuff just happens. It happens all the time, and it's just, it's just funny. It's hilarious, but hey, you know, that's just what they do. Of course they have to do that because they want to make it seem like, hey, it was a success and all these kind of things. But I do like the fact that it says, like, yeah, it's a worthwhile movie. So when it lands on HBO Max, it'll probably lead HBO Max for a couple of weeks because everybody's going to be watching on HBO Max, and that's good. But they just got to figure out the, you know, the cash flow thing. The cash flow thing is always the thing, you know. That's what it is, so. But overall, yeah. Numbers on both sides. Both the, the losing of the money and, and the deadline article saying that it's going to profit. Both probably just bullshit. Who knows? I'm not an accountant. Anyways. All right. Now Christopher Nolan. He goes... Nuclear? What? I know. There's this whole thing that was coming about today when it came to uh, when it came to Christopher Nolan just flat out. Just so remember the memes that were saying like you know because he likes to do practical effects. So they're like, what the hell is he gonna do? Is he actually gonna uh, you know ignite a nuclear bomb? Wouldn't put it past him, right? I don't think any of us would put it past him. But hey, um, this is but this is what was coming out today because of all the Oppenheimer stuff. Um, that they were talking about when it, when it came to, um, you know, all the, the images and everything like that. And he says, uh, well, first off, Christopher Nolan said Oppenheimer is one of the most challenging projects I've ever taken on terms of scale. So that's good. I like the scale. Christopher Nolan is uh, a master of practical filmmaking. Of course, we know about that. His upcoming uh, movie, Oppenheimer, about the man who contributed significantly to creation of the uh, atomic bomb, has afforded the filmmaker more opportunities to work on talk on talking point sequences without relying on CGI. And this is a quote right here. I think recreating the Trinity test, the first nuclear weapon detonation in New Mexico, that's where uh, Godzilla was born, right? <laughs> Anyways, uh, without the use of computer graphics was a huge challenge to take on. So that's what he told them. Andrew Jackson, Andrew Jackson, my visual effects supervisor. Yeah, uh, I, I got him on board early on, was looking at how we could do a lot of visual elements of the film practically from representing quantum dynamics and quantum physics to the Trinity test itself to recreating with my team, Los Alamos, up on a mesa in New Mexico in an extraordinary weather, a lot of of which was needed for the film in terms of the very harsh conditions out there, there were huge practical challenges. So, yeah, he was really, I mean, this is what I like about Nolan, though. He's like, no, little CGI. We Little CGI is possible. Forget any pre uh, preconceived notions you might have about the historic biopic. It's a story of immense scope and scale, and one of the most challenging projects I've ever taken on in terms of the scale of it, and in terms of encountering um, the Brit what the Opa of Oppenheimer story. There were big logistical challenges, big practical challenges, but I had an extraordinary crew, and they really stepped up. And I will be, and it will be a while before. We're finished, but certain, certainly as I watch the results come in and as I'm putting the film together, I'm thrilled with what my team has achieved. So it's not like, you know, obviously he didn't ignite a nuclear bomb, but they had to do such things, such practical tricks and camera tricks and whatever to make it seem like they ignited a nuclear bomb. Uh, let's see, what else did he say? We're trying to tell a story of somebody's life and their journey through the personal history, a, a larger uh, scale history. And so subjectively of the story is everything to me. We want to view these events through Oppenheimer's eyes. And that was the challenge of Killian uh, that I set uh, that I set him to take on this journey and blah, 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 blah. Just talking about all that. So there you go. So, yeah, we, we all made the jokes about, like, uh, Christopher Nolan actually igniting a nuclear bomb because he wants to be practical. But I'm just curious to see the behind the scenes of how they achieve 
this such things and the harsh conditions and everything like that practically. I mean, obviously there's going to be still some VFX elements. There's got to be. But I like the fact that when it's not just right in your face and you just know like, oh, yeah, that's bullshit. That's green screen. That's blue screen. That's all this stuff. Somebody with a tennis ball was, you know, doing that whole thing. Um, I like the fact that he's at least attempting to do as much practical practicality as as uh, as as can be. So should be good. Should be good, but I just like, uh, yeah, but I do like, you know, that would have been funny if all of a sudden it was like, wait, well, why did the ground shake? Oh, Christopher Nolan just ignited a nuclear bomb. He was shooting it for his movie. It'll win Oscars, don't worry. Ugh, crazy. And then uh, Golden Globes. Anybody care about the Glo Golden Globes? <laughs> I'm not going to go over every little thing. Of course not, because I don't really care. Who really cares about the Golden Globes? Award season, you know, jeez. Yeah, that's what I have to say about that. But, you know, there is some things, you know, some cool things. I mean, obviously, uh, everything, everywhere, all at once. And uh, some movies that I haven't seen yet, which I'm like, oh, man, I do want to see that. I want to see this. I want to see that. So we'll go over some of it right now. So uh, Variety's article right here, uh, Best Motion Picture Drama. Avatar The Way of the Water is already uh, getting nominated. We haven't, it hasn't even been released yet, but they are fully behind it. So this will add to the hype of that movie. Elvis, of course, The Fableman's Tar, Top Gun Maverick. So Top Gun Maverick, Best Picture Drama. That's an interesting one because I'm like, all right, yeah, it was a fantastic movie, one of my favorite movies of the year, but I just don't know... Like, I don't know if it actually fits in the category. Hmm. Like, is it going to get nominated for Academy Award for Best Picture? I mean, maybe. Best Picture Musical and uh, Comedy, Babylon. That hasn't been released yet, but it's already getting nominated. The Banshees. Of course, Everything Everywhere All at Once, Glass Onion, Triangle of Sadness, which I didn't see that. Director, of course, James Cameron, already nominated, Steven Spielberg, Baz Luhrmann, you know, and then, of course, Daniel uh, Kwan and Dan uh, the Daniels, I should say, have been nominated for Everything Everywhere All at Once, which I'm rooting for naturally. Everything Everywhere All at Once got nominated like crazy, which is great. We got Actor, we got, of course, Austin Butler, Brandon Fraser, Hugh Jackman, Bill Nye. And uh, Jeremy Pope. I don't even know what living or the inspection is. I don't even know what that is. But and then actress, we got Kate Blanchett. I want to see Tar. I hear good things. Uh, Olivia Coleman, Viola Davis, Ana de Armas for Blonde, even though that movie was like controversial. Michelle Williams, of course. So, I mean, it's got all, you know, all this stuff. Uh, Brad Pitt's nominated. Uh, Key. Uh, Kehu Kwan, Kehai Kwan, I, you know, I always say his name wrong, of course, short round, he got nominated for Everything Everywhere All at Once, which was great, supporting actress Angela Bassett uh, for Black Panther Wakanda Forever, now, her performance is good, sometimes I think it was a little too much over the top, but hey, whatever, it's fine, uh, and then of course they got series, all the stuff, uh, everything you know there's things i still haven't watched yet when it comes to series uh even wednesday wednesday jenna ortega she got nominated too you know everybody's talking about wednesday right now she got nominated so that's good good on her but yeah that's pretty much it we don't need to go through all this other stuff uh pam and tommy of course white lotus everybody talks about that hey uh andrew garfield also got nominated that's good you know it's good that he got nominated for that, you know, it's always good to see uh, good old uh, Mr. Garfield, the wolf himself, <laughs> the wolf himself getting nominated. So there you go. I mean, I'm probably not going to watch it, but hey, we'll go over the winners when it happens. Ward season's in full effect. I just don't know about the Top Gun Maverick thing. I'm like, it's a blockbuster. It's there. Yeah, it's it's very well made. I mean, I guess. See, that's where I'm torn because it's it's a blockbuster. It was great. It was fantastic. But then I go, wow, look at the extremes that they went through to achieve that. So then I'm like, yeah, I would like to for that to get awards. But again, I would like the awards to go to the stunt crew, the flight crew, all that stuff, because those guys don't get represented enough. I always talk about how the Academy Awards, all the awards shows should have a stunt category, 100%. But whatever. Anyways, okay. Uh, let's see what we got here. Let me see if uh, anybody, uh, let's get to the questions. And uh, we'll see. Let's see. 
do uh let's see if anybody create a park let me see if uh, anybody uh nope nobody asked questions on youtube i posted it a little late so that does happen okay let me check twitter all right make sure everything's uh everything's uh you know at least pg-13 rated okay all right let's get that ace tweets are these twitter questions all right let's see what we got here oh okay my mouse is going crazy stop it uh eric blake yo dave the f the fire james gunn pushes bs and i'll do you one better i've recently had a deal with boycott types who are literally taking all the credit for the snyder cut release well welcome to the party as if project comic-con and all the money we raised all the buzz from it meant nothing yeah well that's i mean that's all they have i guess jeez it's dumb. It's dumb. I hate it too. Kevin, Batman fan. Hi, Dave. I hope you were having a great day. Looks like uh, I was right about Kevin Conroy voicing Batman one more time in the Suicide Squad game. It's awesome and sad at the same time. Thoughts? Looking forward to it. I mean, I do want to play it. Uh, maybe eventually I will. But yeah, it's, I'm glad that we get to hear that voice of his again. Mr. Wooter. Dave, did you hear... Did you uh, did you hear about James Gunn called a YouTuber who said James Gunn hates Henry Cavill and did The Rock lied about Black Adam? But regards if if uh, if he's lying or not, I still like the movie regardless. Yeah, there's nothing wrong. If you still like Black Adam, you know, good. I'm glad you do. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. You know, but it was a little forgettable. That's all. Uh, Carrie, hey, hey, Dave, can you define what you mean by a soft reboot for the DCEU? Do you mean keeping the cast but retconning the events of the previous films so Cavill would remain, but the events of Man of Steel, BVS, and uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League didn't happen? I mean, that could be the definition of a soft reboot, yes. Um, but then at the same time, you can even soft reboot it where it's like, you know, where it was eventually where Snyder was going to actually take it. It might just take a different direction and then might incorporate things that weren't in those previous movies. So, yeah, soft reboot. It's like, yeah, it's the same character. But, yeah, some things change. Some things change. Brad, when you uh, when do you think we'll get the first details about what's in the DC Bible? Also, with Guns Kingdom Compost, do you think that's just his way of saying we're making plans? Or is that an actual Kingdom Come tease? I think it might be just him making plans for right now, but I'm sure they've considered it. I think that's, you know, we've talked about that. Uh, I would not, I, we'll probably get the first details. I would say, I don't know. Uh, he said before Comic-Con, so maybe like around Flash time? I don't know. It's going to be interesting. David Castillo. Hi, Dave. Crucial days. We're living as DC fans. If you had to give a percentage of the chances we're getting a hard reboot after the already filmed movies, what would it be? Uh, they're not high. They're not high. I don't think they're high. I think Zazzy Pants is uh, good with uh, what's happening. You know, the, you know the, the core group of Zazzy Pants. I think he's uh, okay with, uh, with, uh, with it. But again, there's that Ben Affleck thing. There's that Batman problem. Cooper Knox, if Chris Nolan plunges into WW3 with his practical bomb sequence in Oppenheimer, then then it was uh, nice knowing y'all. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yeah. Connor, hi Dave, would love to get your thoughts on the news that they canceled the proposed Batman Beyond reboot movie. I say put it back on the table. If Michael Keaton wants to do it, he doesn't want to put on the bat suit anymore because he's 70 years old and that bat suit is constrictive, hot, and heavy. I understand. He's 70 years old. If he doesn't want to put it on, don't make him put it on or make him put it on for a little bit. Or, you know, I mean, if he's putting on the Batman Beyond costume towards the beginning, it could be mocap and everything like that. They could just do something where it's easy. I mean, they, they accommodated Robert Downey Jr. when it came to the Iron Man costume. But, hey, they could do the same thing for Michael Keaton. I want that Batman Beyond movie. With Terry McGill's, I want all of it. That's what I want. So give it to him. Sorry. <sighs> Anyways. Um, hey, Dave, I'm not sure about you, but despite all the news about DC, I'm going to wait until I hear it straight from James, Peter, and Dave at WBD. 
You talking about me? I'm working at WBD now? Well, you know, I'll gladly take the job. Feels like everyone is just pointing their finger up to, uh, I guess, to guess where the wind is. Yeah, I mean, pretty much. But it's fun to discuss, like I said. Simmons Pro, notice he didn't say anything about Cavill, just Superman. But he did say something about Cavill, that he said it was false, that he, of course, not liking him. And then, yes, thank you, Andre. I did already talk about that. So Project Justice League, ultimate edition. So, yeah, I don't know. It's all just weird. And I even said this on the uh, the Vodka stream, too, is like the fact is like, notice that there's no mention of Alan Horn. What happened to Alan Horn? Alan Horn's name was out there before all this. And then all of a sudden, you never hear about his name anymore because probably he came in and said, you need to do this. You need to do that. Hire somebody else. And then when James Gunn and Peter Saffron in, he was like, all right, I'm going back to retirement. See ya. That's that's my guess. I don't know. But you never hear about Alan Horn. You just never hear about Alan Horn anymore. He was just like, all right, I'm done with this. You know, you guys uh, handle it. So, uh, you know, you guys do what you guys do. Okay. So, uh, you know, I'm gone. I'm gone. Fucking hard fact. Yeah, that's right. Say it, Snyder. All right, guys, that's about it when it comes to uh, today's Film Junkie Live. All right. All right, smash that like thumbs up before you leave. Share it, subscribe, hit that notification bell, do all that stuff. Um, again, now, you know, like I, I've told you guys, uh, Tuesday streams or maybes now. If something big happens, sure, I'll do a stream tomorrow. But as of right now, I'm, like, not doing streams on Tuesdays. But, you know, I'll still try to do some things. Well, so there might not be a stream tomorrow unless there's something big that happens. But definitely Wednesday. And uh, make sure you, uh, you know, of course, click on, you know, hit that notification bell so you know when I'm doing this stuff. And follow me on all the sock meds and everything around me, everything. Uh, do all that. And, uh, yeah, so if I don't see you guys tomorrow, I'll definitely see you guys on uh, on Wednesday. And we'll talk about all the stuff that's been happening and everything. But I appreciate you guys clicking in tonight as per usual. Love you. Talk to you later.